0: Good evening, Patriots, and it's Thursday. At the end of Thursday, actually, April sixth in the year 2023, we've got a um, interesting time. And as I've been watching some videos tonight, just some, just collecting some information, it's, it's it was a very heaviness in watching a lot of how this next generation is embracing having technology do work for them, and looking at a form of government and currency that's being forced upon us without our choice. And, and these are some things we're gonna get into here tonight because it's um, this is a really a time of us being tested as to where our faith is and whom we serve. One thing that is for sure is that the economic situation is changing radically And the wealth that you may have saved in your pensions, your 401ks, and your IRAs is at risk. That's not just me saying that. I mean, this is a, when you do a transition of currency and you're watching the dollar devalue, it's at risk. And that's why we have the folks at Birch Gold. Patriots, inflation has consequences. As the Fed raises interest rates to combat out-of-control government spending, long-term bonds have diminished in value, crippling banks. Depositors are holding their breath and investors are bailing on bank stocks. Diversification has never been more important. The recent surge in gold prices is directly tied to the extreme market volatility right now. This is why gold has historically been a great hedge against the stock market and against inflation. Now would be a great time to diversify into gold with Birch Gold Group. Birch Gold makes it easy to convert an IRA or 401k into an IRA in precious metals. Here's what you need to do. Text BARDS, B-A-R-D-S to 989898 to get a free info kit on gold. They'll help you convert your existing IRA or 401k that's tied to a volatile market into an IRA in precious metals, gold and silver and the best part it's tax sheltered text bards b-a-r-d-s to 989898 to claim your free info kit on gold today with an a-plus rating with the better business bureau thousands of happy customers and countless five-star reviews birch gold is who you can trust to protect your future text bards to 989898 today patriots there's no time to waste we're in a critical moment in our economy Things are changing and they are changing fast. Again, text BARDS to 989898 today. I want to start tonight with an interesting piece. This is like 20 years ago. And it's Alex Jones of all things. Take a listen to what he said. At least hand it to Alex Jones. Like he nailed it. This was 20 years ago, over 20 years ago. This is what he was saying. Uh, Does any of this sound familiar? There's an entire agenda afoot to force the population to undergo different type of medical treatments, namely vaccines.
1: We're seeing a medical tyranny being set up, not just in the United States, but worldwide under
0: the U.N. and the World Health Organization. Who's behind all this? The Bilderberg Group. They want a planetary dictatorship so they can carry out their forced depopulation agenda. We're living in a time when so many of the lies that we've been told pop, overpopulation, climate nonsense have been reinforced by the media, have been reinforced by fake science, have been re- reinforced by weather engineering and obviously fear is at the center of so much of that. And we really have to take a calibration as a culture and start being wise And the only way we're going to get that wisdom is through Father. It's heavy on my heart the last couple of days. Two things. And it's. One is the children. And the youth. And I'm. Struggling a lot with the state of parenting. In this country. We know that. The family's been under siege and I'm, there's a casualty to that, especially when you start breaking families up and you have single parent families, but I heard something today that was stunning because we always like to talk about the failure of the dad. And this was, a, was an interview with somebody who was, had worked in these DNA clinics where you find, your, find out who your, what your origins are, I guess, right? You get your parents' DNA. 40% of the people in this interview, what they were giving testimony to, 40% of the people that they were dealing with discovered that they were not the child of their parents. And the majority of them who had lost their dad discovered that the dad they thought they had wasn't even their dad. Think about that for a minute. We have waged such a war on the man and the husband and the father and the male in this culture And we've accepted these as carte blanche. People say, "Oh, the I don't know if you've ever seen this. Um, if you've ever taken time to read the rules for paying child support, and and if you're in a state like California, it's automatically the man is automatically wrong. But what's incredible is is the penalties, and there's a lot of story that goes away goes along with child support. So. Take what I just said a minute ago, that there's about 40% of the kids, the people that do these DNA tests discover that their parents aren't who they thought they were. And the majority of those discover that the dad that they told that they had, that usually has left, wasn't even their dad. So now remember the mother is going to accuse the father of leaving and he's going to end up paying child support. The rules of the child support in our country are set up that if the man fails to pay, they can revoke his license, his driver's license. They can revoke any any one of his professional licenses. They can still tack on additional fees for his child support. And if he doesn't isn't pay, and continue to pay, he'll go to jail. Now think about the logic of that. You take away every means possible for a man to earn a living. And then they'll still throw him in jail and they'll still say that he's not paying the child support. This is the war that we're having in our culture that has broken this system down. And I'm bringing this up because we're at a point right now when parents, I'm, I'm not saying all by any means, but there's so many parents that want their time for themselves. They turn their kids over to, first it was a babysitter, then it was TV. Now it's turn them over to an iPad or, an iP- or a, some sort of computer device. That's the babysitter. We don't have real guidance for the youth. And there's no, for a large section of our youth. And then we wonder why we arrive at a place where Children actually go along with getting their genitals cut off. It's the it's a parenting situation in our nation that's a real crisis, and this is at the core of protect the little ones. So the real question is, where at as a society do we come in, and where do we just allow parents to do whatever they want to do? This is a very difficult space because. The state is assuming right now the position of being the parent. They're telling you whether your kids can watch TikTok or not, or whether they're going to be able to listen to certain social media apps. They're instructing you. And so on one hand, the people that are supporting this, you have to ask, like, were they victims of bad parenting? Of absentee parenting? It's an interesting question, because when we get into this, you begin, we get, begin to re-lens our entire culture and realize that a lot of the decisions that are being made now are coming from youth that experienced a broken family, lack of love, and are left with the ravages of that, and even many of them abused. And so the state is stepping in and saying, we'll take care of you. And we, we look shocked. We shouldn't. So much of what we are suffering with in this culture is a casualty of years of worshiping the wrong things. And again, as we pivoted a country away from the foundations of God, we suffer the ills that come with that. There is a discussion, a lot of discussion and chatter going along right now, comparing President Trump to Christ. And it says, in my opinion, this is extending out of the fact that people keep looking for a father figure. And since they don't have God, they look for someone to be their protector. Failing to have a relationship with father and an intimacy in Christ, they don't understand the power the kingdom gives us to truly be the kings and queens of the world, the rulers of this domain. They don't understand that. That's taken from them. So they look for a surrogate. And to think that this would not corrupt somebody completely, meaning any leader, would be naïve. Power corrupts absolutely. I mean, we do not have a Frodo to carry the ring of power who will not have a corrupted heart. So take a listen to this piece here. This nonsense drives me crazy, but I just want you to hear what's happening right now. And this is just a snapshot of what's happening across the conservative media.
2: Uh, Something that really kind of inspired me before I did this show uh, was hearing Ryan, what Ryan said in the episode that he did today. Right before this, he said... Uh, I would take a bullet for President Trump. And when he said that, at first I was a little taken aback. I was like, all right, Ryan, that's a little little much. But then I thought about it for a split second, and then I realized, no, it's not. You know why? Because President Trump would take a bullet for me. President Trump is taking a bullet for me. President Trump is prepared to take a bullet for all of us. What he's doing is actually Christ-like, and I never thought that before until today. I actually used to make fun of people who would say that because I thought okay, that's not made fun of them, but I would be like all right, that's a little extreme, but he's literally going to prison for us.
0: He hasn't gone to prison yet. We haven't even seen charges that'll put him there. But what's happening here, and this is the tragedy, is that we are seeing a generation that has grown up with broken families, we are seeing a generation that has grown up, a large percentage of them that don't know what it's like to have that nuclear family, that father figure in his role, the mother in her role. And in so doing, there's a confusion of what they see because they seek in this world a relationship that will give them comfort and give them support and protection. And President Trump fits into that role. And there's a lot of people who have turned him into the worship of the idol. And the risk of this is that God will not suffer idols in this world. And this is why I have said if we're going to Pray for President Trump. And, and as the people, we're required and we're expected to pray for our leaders, but not for ourselves. What happened in this process with President Trump coming to power is people were like, President Trump, fix it for us. And so they stood by and they waited. And to his credit, on January, July 3rd of 2020, he stood before his audience at the foot of Mount Rushmore, and he said, this is your hour, this is your time, it is time for you to stand and to be heard. But that fell on deaf ears for many people, because for them, the only person that could fight this fight was President Trump. The greatest gift given to this country was to take him out of out of the presidency in 2020. And that may, You may not like that, but if we did not have a Biden, we would not be in a place now where we could truly see the truth of what's going on. And so while you have a a great movement of people on the ground getting involved in county commissions, taking active position, what you're not seeing is an active youth. They're on social media, they're on the Twitter apps, they're on all sorts of places. But they're looking, and I'm, I'm interpreting what I'm seeing here. But it, it appears, as though what I look, is that they're looking at their quote father, because they don't have a relationship in Christ, and through Christ to the Father, they don't have that. So they put that surrogate in place, which is a billionaire, and many of them don't even know what they have never experienced a strong male. So they look for the image of the strong male. And we have a country full of weak males. We have a nation filled with skinny jeans and soft voice males. I don't know how that keeps happening, but it's like every generation, their voices get softer and weaker. And I don't even know how that is. I don't know if it's too much soy or if their skinny jeans are too tight. But every single generation... They are getting more feminized. They want to eat. There's plenty of kids out here right now that are experimenting on how to get used to eating bugs, which will just destroy them. The proteins in that will feed the parasites and the cancers that are already in them. They've never put their hands in the guts of an animal and and cleaned it, had blood poured on over them they've never taken a bite of raw meat or raw liver or raw heart We're, we've moved past a line here to where we are looking literally the threat that our threat of our generation or a threat of our country is literally the youth themselves as who are victimized by the destruction of the family And who keep getting cast into the education system, which is working overtime to dumb them down. Take a listen to this piece
2: get this the ontario mathematics coordinators association has officially deemed the equation two plus two equals four to no longer be objectively correct because instead of being a mathematically proven equation instead they are calling it a white supremacist dog whistle apparently if you are emotionally neutral about the equation two plus two equals four, then you are participating in covert white supremacy. A, this is insane, but B, this is verbatim exactly what happened in George Orwell's 1984. You tell me if this sounds like 2023 America. In the end, the party would announce that two and two made five, and you would have to believe it. It was inevitable that they should make that claim sooner or later. That the logic of their position demanded it. And what was terrifying was not that they would kill you for thinking otherwise, but that they might be right. For after all, how do we know that two and two make four? Or that the force of gravity works? Or that the past is unchangeable? If both the past and the eternal world exist only in the mind and the mind itself is controllable, what then?
0: And that is a great question. What then? Truth sits in the foundation of our faith. But we're at a place right now where people look at the Bible as this, like, oh, you crazy people, you read that story. You read that thing you call a Bible. Failing to appreciate the fact that the Bible is the foundation of truth. And people out trying to constantly create a world outside God, and there's a mass of people out here who are trying to forge a life that has no accountability to God. There, Eventually that bell will toll. There's no question about that. All will be accountable before him. The sad part is, is if they'd understood the truth, they probably would change. The majority of them would. We're given free will for a reason. But we also have an obligation to press the message forward because we have to overcome and break through a programming that is enormously powerful. And it's a programming and control that seeks to keep people in the dark of who they truly are. The way to the parents, the way to adults often is through the children. If they know that, meaning those in power, we need to embrace that as well. And that means engaging the youth. That means talking about Jesus. That means exposing them to the word. That means exposing them to the power and the glory of the Father. I mentioned to you when I was in Yuba City, just stopping by and talking to some youth and getting them some stuff at the store. They were homeless. They were out on the street. I did that in Portland and the the kids are longing to be acknowledged. They want to be loved and acknowledged, but we're always too busy always have something going on. And I think there's a part of us that we're so programmed to believe that in fact, these kids are going to be dangerous. Most of them aren't. But the fact that they're cast aside, they migrate into their own groups. They get wrapped up into drugs because it's suppressing pain. Pink Floyd's The Wall covered that immensely. If you've never seen that film, watch it. If you ever want to see a journey through trying to bury pain with drugs, there's your story. And this is our world. And so as I kind of look across the globe right now, and I'm looking at this, the great promises and the great comments are constantly we're hearing from President Trump. The country is falling apart. The, the, the currency is falling. It's going to be the we're going to lose the reserve status of the great dollar. It's going to be the worst thing that ever happened to our country. Constantly speaking into the negative. As if it's our fault. We didn't vote for Biden. We voted for him. If there's anybody at fault it's the game that we're being put through because they knew that they had to take they couldn't tell the country the truth and they're going to give you a ton of excuses they're going to say and we're going to buy it as a culture it was such an evil cabal we could never speak the truth we couldn't let them know our plans we had to let them destroy it that's all garbage if you're believing that narrative at this point you really have sucked down too many like bug juice sodas or you've eaten too many mealworm pies or something. These people in power, these are dynasties that are fighting each other. The, the Kennedy dynasty is back on the rise. That's going to come to Robert F. Kennedy Jr. He's back in the game. He's going to run against Trump. He's anti-gun, hates, in the, hates the NRA. He's been on the show and I like Robert Kennedy, but as a politician, I'm not going to vote for him unless he makes a change, a pivot. He's been a huge anti-vaxxer. That's great. But he's actually not anti-vax because he's openly said he's not anti-vax. He's just anti-mRNA vax. President Trump is another dynasty. Biden's are another dynasty. These are all dynasties that are the elite powers that are vying for power. And we're not getting to the core of this. We're not getting to the place of truly getting to resetting the nation at the core problem. So where's the core problem? How many politicians do you hear of anyone or senior leaders talk openly about the need to reinforce the traditional family? I haven't seen any policies of that. I've seen the policies of reinforcing the right for gays and lesbians and transgenders to have a family. But I haven't seen anything to reinforce the nuclear family. How many politicians talk about having to reset the importance of God in our schools? There's a handful. And that's it. How many politicians out here right now are talking about the corruption of money and having to reset values to a simpler life or getting away from technology. None of it's gonna happen because the lobbyists have already got them locked in and if you reset people's values to where they're not as interested in money, this Ponzi scheme which we live falls on its face. When I was working on my master's program at University of Oregon, Professor Wolf Solich, who came from the Frankfurt School was my advising professor, sat in a class one evening as he listened to the entire class, it was our one of our classes. it was at his house in fact that night and he listened to everybody talking about the variations of what would spark a revolution. And we all had our theories. And he basically stopped the discussion and he said, "You all and these were his words. you all are stupid." And there were PhDs in the room. There were master's students in the room. It was all master's and PhD students. He says, you all are stupid. He said, it's very simple how you bring this system down. Fundamentally, don't buy. Just stop buying. And that's the weakness of this whole system. Once you take away the consumption piece of it, this system has no legs to stand on. Look at the new currency. This new digital currency, which by the way, here's another scam that appears to be happening before our very eyes. You're hearing the rise of the digital currency in the East. (laughs) This is so good. See, back about a year and a half ago, maybe two at the most, European central banks wrote in to their their money development policies, into the new future money, that they would be using XRP and Ripple as their new foundation for the new digital currencies of the central bank. So watch this little sleight of hand. We're hearing about the collapse of the dollar. Remember, the collapse of the dollar is the collapse of the Federal Reserve note. And all of this had to happen in order to break that control over the whole world so that countries could then play on an equal footing. And America's walking into an era that they're not ready for right now at all because what is about ready to happen is we don't have trade preference and we don't have technology dominance anymore. And when this new system rolls out, we're going to a one-world currency. It won't look like that. The new Fed coin and the, European, the Euro and now this new coin that they're producing with India, Russia, and China as a digital world currency. It's not what the coin is. It's what runs the coin. And guess what? Who's doing the technology behind all of them? XRP and Ripple. All of them. Which means that all the new coinage is just the same damn digital thing with another. It's like mine looks like pink. Yours looks like blue. Yours looks like yellow. Yours looks like green. Whatever. But it's all the same technological foundation that they're building all these on. We are being thrust into a one world currency with different flavors, with the same borders so that we're all hemmed in like cattle with guarantees coming that you're going to have to get vaxxed to travel the world. And you're going to have to abide by the new rules, which will all be driven by AI and quantum so that you obey what the state says because the state's able to step in now because so many families are broken. And the problem is people aren't stepping into the void to help solve that problem, so there really isn't a choice. We're caught in quite quite a conundrum right now. Churches are broken, they're not doing their job. And the whole idea of dealing with families is the core of how we resolve this whole problem. But nobody's talking about that. Instead, we're trying to get everybody on this currency that'll have an expiration time, like 30 days, for example. And you're going to have to spend it all in 30 days or you lose it. But they're going to, if they get their way. Remember, there's always this option. Whenever I talk about these things, this is their plan. We don't know the secret plan of Q because you're just supposed to trust it but we do know one plan and that's the plan of our father. And that's the one to remember is that his plan has nothing to do with institutions of men. His plan is built on healing the living God working through us. Let me share something with you here. This is amazing. This is God's creation doing something absolutely incredible. Take a listen. Bees are very cool this way. So a hive of bees will thrum its wings in the key of C. And when you put somebody with PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder, In the presence of a beehive, that C retunes their cognitive dissonance of post-traumatic stress. And over the course of a few months, that PTSD can go away simply by being in the resonant frequency of the key of C from bees. This is the next step of medicine. When we start to realize we are actually biophysics, we are physics before we are biology, which is to say we are energy before we are a cell. We are energy, we are spirits, we are before we are physical beings. It's a beautiful thing. I've got three hives of beeves coming in next month. Never done bees before. So in my typical way, I'm just gonna jump two feet in. I'm 46 days into a fast that ends tomorrow, 47 days. Last night was a weird night. In the 46 days I've only had one night where I really couldn't even, it it was just like being, I felt like I was starving. And at the same time, I went into prayer last night to really get my nurturing from Father. And it was so incredible. The experience with him was so visceral. It was like, the veil between heaven and earth was gone. But what's been heavy on my heart, just like I said at the beginning, has really been those living without. And as we look around and we point to the billionaire class, and we point to everything else over here, we forget how much we have and how little some people have. And as I worked that through in my prayers and really had a moment there to reflect on children and how many children go hungry every day. They're not asking to fast, they're just asking for a meal. And it's pretty humbling. We have tried to make kids adults before they're ready. And so on one side, and when children are in a family, they're trying to make them adults before they're ready. And on the other side, when they're not in a family, they're forced to be adults before they're ever ready. And the casualties of this are immense. Take a listen to this piece.
1: Because today kids get to talk back, apparently. That's new, because when I was coming up, you, I wish I would have fixed my mouth to question my mother. Today's kids, they, no, we need to have a discussion. No, let's talk, first of all, don't just come in my room. You need to knock. I'm sorry, I need, I'm sorry, what did you say? I need to what? You need to knock because this is my private space. This is my area. Oh, is it? What's going on in here? What you watching on TV? Give me that phone. You don't even have a phone. This is my other cell phone. This is my other bed. You don't pay rent, gas and electric, car, no insurance. You don't pay for groceries. All of this is mine. You need to put kids back in a kid's place. Stop trying to make them adults. They're 14. Stop talking to them like they're grown. They're not grown. You're grown. if one of my children decided they don't want to be mine, they can't. They don't have the ability to not be mine because they came from me. They have my DNA. They can't erase that. The Bible says when we are faithless, he is faithful for he cannot deny himself. I don't know who this is for, but God's been running after you because you look like him. You look like him.
0: Oh, Father, forgive us. What have we done? We've accelerated the most precious time in a in life to strip the innocents from their right to be innocent. We've taken away their protection to allow them to live in peace and with you. And if you don't feel that pain, the sorrow and the sadness that we have brought into this world is so immense, and we've done it by our own hands. Every one of us at one point or another owns this. We don't get to escape this. And so when we know that we've done it, there's only two things to do. One is to repent, and two is to fix it. And our pursuit of money and our pursuit of jobs and our pursuit of bigger houses and cars and our pursuit of always wanting to make life easier and better for our children. What have we sacrificed in that process? This is so tough in this time that we are in. And this is something where again, we have to get back to that balance. And it only works through father. To where at what point do the children become a collective issue and at what point do the children become that of the parents? But what if the parents themselves have never known a father, let alone the father? How can we own expect them to give the gift of life and innocence to a child? These are heavy times, and we have to remember where the source of all comes. This piece here I'm going to play for you is not new. I've heard it before, but I want you to hear it. It's just a reminder of how important the Father is.
3: So, um, me and my wife were looking at some old home videos recently of our youngest daughter being born. I'm gonna show you the video. Not her being born, cause my wife would be like, you doing what? We got some conflict we need to talk about. So it's a video of our youngest daughter being born. I took this video. The video you're about to watch is a video I took, but I didn't understand the power of it until I watched the video. So let me set it up for you. She's like two and a half minutes old. Our daughter's two and a half minutes old at the time. And um, they got her under that little chicken warmer at the hospital, the little <laughs> thing to keep the french fries warm i don't know what kind of insurance we have but that's what they got under and the nurse is about to clean her up and she starts to cry i want you to notice what happens when she hears my voice Look, I'm right here. It's okay. It's okay. I'm right here. Right here. We're doing just fine. It's okay. It's okay. I'm right here. Right here. Yeah, it's okay. It's okay, baby. Yo, so that was pretty powerful, right? Now, now it's like seven, seven and a half minutes or so later. The nurse is done cleaning her up and she starts to cry again. I speak up and she stops crying again. But I want you to notice what happens when I tell her, I love her. Portland,
4: okay.
3: It's okay, it's good, it's good, it's good. I'm right here, I'm right here. I am right here. I love you, I love you, I love you. Yeah, I'm right here. She opens her eyes. It's okay, it's okay. So here's the thing, there's going to be times in life Where it feels like you're going from conflict to conflict to conflict. Or maybe you're just full of fear because of all the uncertainties right now. The key thing to do in those moments is to be still and listen for the Father's voice. Be still and listen for the Father's voice because he is talking to you. And what he wants you to know is that he's right here. He loves you. All you have to do is open
0: your eyes. Be still. Listen to the Father's voice and open your eyes. That's all we have to do. And that's where it all begins for each and every one of us, no matter your age. And when we bring that to people's lives and we bring that to their hearts, they are transformed. Let's pray. Father, it's uh, a difficult discussion when we have to start talking about our youth and the state of where we are. Of the countries in the world that have probably screwed this up the most, it's us. A country that you blessed and gave us a gift unlike any other. A nation that was given a place to have you as our king. And we were at your feet. With a government that we chose to administer and to guide the affairs of a state while we ensured and held the line to make sure that the worship in you would continue generation after generation, that the love and eyes on you would never fail. Wow, did we wander, and did we drift, and the damage that has resulted is painful to face. Youth living on the street in the cold, going without meals even when they go to school, Abuse in the family, trafficked, sold, things that are just unimaginable and yet they have become almost commonplace. Oh, Father, forgive us for what we have done and what we've been part of. May our eyes open to the value of the little ones. May our hearts weep. May we be humbled before you and ask for mercy on this nation for what is gone and what has happened. And Father, as we place ourselves here, may our prayers also be heard to lead us to a way to recover, to inspire this nation, not for technologies and not for new money and not for the ridiculous garbage that comes out of the institutions of men. But instead, to inspire a nation to come together to repair the family, to nurture the youth, to give them back the things that were stolen or taken, their innocence, their time to be young, their time to just be. to rip away the expectations of forming kids to go to certain schools, to teach them certain skills so they can be on the top notch of the grades or be selected for a private charter school, whatever it is. Those are ours, not theirs. Our prayers close tonight, Father, for a way forward a way that we cannot do without you. We cannot repair this damage by ourselves. We cannot build programs to fix the damage of a destroyed youth, of a child that has memories of abuse, a child that has gone through a youth without having enough food. We can't fix the damage of the hatred that has been put upon child to child that has caused abuse within the public schools or school system of any kind that they're in, the chiding, and the, the demoralizing, the racial hatred, all inoculated by teachers, which we have allowed to be surrogate parents and surrogate stewards of our children that have no God in them, have no relationship to you, don't carry Christ in their heart, and yet we as foolish nation, have turned our children over to them to steward them into the future. What do we expect? So Father, forgive us, have mercy on this nation. And please Father, hear our prayers and give us the guidance and wisdom and the mercy of your hand to help recover and restore the damage that has been done. And we say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. There is a tremendous legacy of burden that we have to pick up the mantle on. There is a heavy weight that everyone must face and bear. We cannot continue to go down this path of obsession around the political things that we cannot control. When our youth are suffering and our future of our nation is being mutilated and being killed off from drugs to injections to just general violence. Each one of us is going to have to make these choices. Each one of us needs to take this to prayer, but a nation will not survive. If it does not nurture its youth. Patriots, keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil. Never relent. Always press into the fight. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. And in the end, God always wins. But we are here in this time, in this place, for just such a time as this. We are at war. So walk boldly and fearlessly with Christ. Occupy the land, expand the kingdom, subdue the enemy mission forward. Patriots, I'll see you tomorrow for Bended Knee. Until then or until the next time. God bless. Good night. Thank you. And out for now. Eyes on Christ.
4: Oh, I want to feel something. I just want to breathe again. Dive into the deep. Oh, I want to feel something Let me get back in my